Hello, my friends. It's Andy Hedia coming live from Orange County, California. I almost said Anaheim because I was in Anaheim earlier. Ah. <laughs> Trying to get the darn internet to work. How are you, my love? I am fantastic. I haven't seen you all day. I know. I went to church without you this morning. Oh. Yeah, that was very sad. Nobody talked to me. Nobody talks to me when you're not around. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> hey, go to resurrectministry.com. That's where you're going to find all of our content. All yes. of the stuff that we do. A place where you could also uh, register so that, uh, not register, but email you. You can email us. Yeah. Get on the newsletter. Us. Get on the newsletter. Make a donation if your heart so chooses. Yes. Anything else? We're going to be giving away hats pretty soon, if the hats ever come. Oh, yeah. They're, uh, you, know, you know, the whole, you know, shipping debacle. Yes. It's taking forever. Did you know, did I tell you, I think I did, that I ordered a personalized plate yes. and they said six to nine months. <laughs> Where is it coming from? They don't make them in prisons anymore? I guess not. I thought that they made them in prison. There's a prison right down the street. It's forced labor. That's, that's illegal now. Really? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know men's prison doesn't make license plates? I it should. Know. I'm going to I'm gonna make a lot of changes in California when I'm in charge. <laughs> You know, the, the, this is really quick. This is going to be a quick one. I promise. Why'd your eyes get really big? <laughs> um, I remember I was training in Florida and it was in inland. It was in the middle of Florida, like on the panhandle somewhere. Um, Lake County, Lake County, uh, Florida. And where a lot of our training took place, it was on the property of the, of the jail that the sheriff's department was in charge of. And they wore black and white striped no yes like the cartoons oh it was so awesome oh my goodness and he even said he goes you know what i'm thinking about in this men's jail i'm gonna make the black i'm gonna turn the black stripe into a pink stripe like this bright bright pink and make these guys wear stripes with pink (laughs) oh my (laughs) goodness i don't think he ever did that but it was so so. it was so good to see prison shouldn't be like fun no, it's, it, no, what difference it, does it make? Orange isn't like this fantastic but, color. But they had, I mean, it was like what you see in the movies, like the old time movies, like cool. the old chain gangs walking, oh, and they're dragging the chain, uh, breaking rocks and moving rocks from one side of the prison oh, to the other. No. That's the way. There should be no TVs, no computers. Anyways, <laughs> we're living fearless devotional, folks. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably not on topic. Hey, we're reading from Smith Wigglesworth Devotional. What is inside will come out. (laughs) (laughs) He's got lots of stories, my husband. Oh, yes. Hey, make sure and comment and let us know what you think. um, Of your stories? Yeah. (laughs) We got a comment about my stories. You did. Yes. We'll just leave it at that. All right. For May 22nd, uh, Smith Wigglesworth Devotional. The title is What is Inside Will Come Out. It's so... This devotional is so, God is great. He's so on time with everything. Oh, with always the messages, just the growth. He's been taking us through this, this, you know, uh, lesson of, of who we are and how horrible we are. <laughs> but how good we are regenerated in Christ. But uh, between the message at Calvary Chapel with Pastor Jack Hibbs and last night message at your Belinda friends and the devotional, I just think he's just taken us through and just really, really explained to us 
bit by bit. Awesome. It is fantastic. Have him in our life, have him dwell with inside us, invite him in, and then realize that, you know, step back. We got we to gotta not return to our flesh. But what is inside will come out. The reference is Proverbs 27 19, which says, as in water, face reflects face. So man's heart reveals the man. The scripture reading is Matthew 15, 1 through 20. And Smith says in this devotional, we praise God that our glorious Jesus is the risen Christ. Mm -hmm. Those of us who have tasted the power of the indwelling spirit know something about how the heart hearts of those two disciples burned as they walked to Emmaus with the risen Lord as their companion. Note the words of Acts 4.31. And when they had prayed, they placed where... The place where they were assembled together was shaken. There are many churches where they never pray the kind of prayer that you read of here. A church that does not know how to pray and to shout will never be shaken. If you live in a place like that, you might as well write over the threshold Ichabod. The glory has departed from Israel. It is only when men have learned the secret of prayer power and praise that God comes forth. Amen. Some people say, well, I praise God inwardly, <laughs> but I, but if your heart is full of praise, you will have to let the praise come out. The yes. inner working of the power of God must come first. It is he who changes the heart and trans transforms the life before there is any real outward evidence. There must be the inflow of divine life. Sometimes I say to people, you weren't at the meeting the other night. They reply, oh, yes, I was there in spirit. I say to Such them, Christianese, huh? <laughs> right. I say to them, well, next time come with your body also. Yes. We don't want a lot of spirits here and no bodies. We want you to come and get filled with God. When all the people come and pray and praise as did these early disciples, there will be something happening. Amen. People who come will catch fire and they will want to come again but they will have no use for a place where everything has become formal, dry, and dead. The power of Pentecost came in order to loose men. God wants us to be free. Men and women are tired of imitations. They want reality. They want to see people who have the living Christ within, who are filled with Holy Spirit power. Yes. Thought for today. The shout cannot come out unless it is within. So true. Let's see who was. Oops. Oops. There we go. Hey, Wayne. I have some stories on Andy from high school. Oh, boy. Oh, there we go. <laughs> they were bound to come out. Oh, dale. Let's not get you off track yeah, right no, now. No. <laughs> no panic. Focus, Wayne. No panic. Focus. <laughs> Well, so I wanted... you're quickly looking at your notes today. Yes. Well, because I, first I wanted to start with uh, your Belinda friends. Uh, they had a guest worship leader and um, they, I got chills every time uh, she sang and like you, I literally could feel the power in the room and it was, it was definitely, it's exactly what Smith is saying here because her faith, her love for Christ came through, it came out. There was an overflow of what she was feeling out into the room. And we were all touched by that fire. <clears throat> I think for the most part, whoever was um, conscious. <laughs> what 
been touched by it. And it was, it made it so powerful. It really did. I mean, good sermons are always so impactful, especially when they make scripture touch you in a new way. But the power of praise and worship uh, is, is priceless. And that's why Smith brings out that it's great to study. It's great to say, oh, I was here in spirit, but there's something that happens when the church gathers. And that's why the Lord says, do not forsake the assembly of the saints, but that there's something that happens. We get filled, you know, Mm -hmm. when there's, when the spirit moves in a room, like we feel about our life group, when the spirit's moving and God is present, everybody leaves with something. And I love that. Yeah, was anybody that's watching at uh, Your Belinda Friends either last night? And I'm sure if she's saying last night, she probably sing today. Right. Uh, so if anybody had that same, um, it, I knew before she even sang. I go, oh, she's going to be good. I just knew, um, and she didn't disappoint me. Uh, she was just that different kind of voice. But I think more than her voice, because her voice was great. Yeah, more than her voice was that the emotion that she brought uh, to worship. I thought was was really awesome. Yes. She reminded me of what happens when, um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Who's our singer at Calvary? Gia. Gia. Uh, Gia, same way. Yeah, you can, absolutely. Someday, you know, some days singers, you know, everybody has a bad day. Right. Uh, Gia rarely has a bad day, but you can tell like she comes and, you know, it, just like us, uh, you know, we'd show up to work one day and we go, you know, people go, oh, you, you okay? Nah, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. So right. You'd have those days. She rarely comes that way, but when she's having that when she's feeling it yeah she moves in a special way and her voice comes out of it it's uh, that uh, spirit that comes yeah. through it's that power of being of that anointing i never thought that much about worship before in my earlier days in the church my first 25 days in the church i just thought oh he's a really good singer that's really good but it's been since in the last three years or so that i really began and that's why i talk about it all the time i said i don't know what happened but all of a sudden i started crying at church Aww. and it starts with worship and that. I don't, I don't, um, I know it's, it's the, you know, the, it's the Holy Spirit that just begins to, you know, come into the room and it's all of that. But the words now that I've really never listened to before and really connected with, I connect with now. That's great. Uh, along with the, uh, the emotion that some singers can bring to worship and that combination when it hits me, right. I can't get through the first verse of a song Aww. and uh, get emotional and it just starts. And I, I can't even explain why, like some words you would think, Oh, I know that those words remind me of, you know, my time with my parents or something like that. No, it's just like certain per- what reminds me of my God. That's what it's supposed to do. <laughs> For sure. And just hits me in the right way. Especially when they talk about how, you know, the sacrifice and the, why, you know, that he did it for me. For me. Oh. Wow. Why would he do that? It's like you scratching my back. You go, <laughs> Why would you? I love it. <laughs> but the sacrifice of scratching my back. <laughs> the other thing um, that this reminded me of, and I, I don't know if you had something you wanted to no, go pop on. in there, but um, I really love, and Jack has told this story, I think once before, and I remember him telling it, and it comes from, and I want to get it right, it's a, uh, I think it's Indian. Um, Indian? uh, Which one is going? Oh, he says one spirit. I'm trying to find the person he was talking about. Dr. Harry Ironside, I think is what he he was talking to, was preaching. 
and he talked about that he he was I guess this Dr. Ironside was talking to an Indian man told Dr. Ironside I'm a born again believer and I inside was impressed by his competence and then he went on to tell a story that what happened was that he talked about what was going on inside him and what how he knew that he was with God um, and he knew you know when he was having a battle inside and he asked him what that was like he says well I have two dogs oh right inside me a black yes. dog and a white dog I love that and the white that dog great. being you know the Holy Spirit and the black dog being flesh. You know, flesh and then he asked him well when they're fighting which dog wins he goes whatever dog I feed <laughs> and I go oh my gosh that just gave me the chills again look at my arms uh... I just thought wow that goes so hand in hand with everything we've been talking about over the last couple of days. So true. That, um, oh my gosh, it's been such a pleasure feeding the white dog more often than the black dog. Oh, <laughs> right. You see the consequences of it. And yeah. I truly believe that the corollary message both Matt gave and Pastor Jack gave that we're learning that the life group has not brought to this conclusion but both of these kind of very opposite pastors are basically telling everyone prepare yourself for trials you know i mean everybody reads the news food shortages bread shortages uh now we're, we're just looking at baby formula now but it's going to be so widespread that you know after the covid lockdowns people are going to suffer from food shortages and and as you know, this is what I'm focusing on in the article is that people without God look to other ways to survive, the survival mechanisms to deal with the stress and the fear. Uh, and it usually results in Stockholm syndrome where they find excuses for their oppressor so that they could survive. So whether it's to get resources out of them, mm -hmm. believing that this person has hold, held me captive and if I don't acquiesce, I'm not going to get the things I need to survive. As opposed to what the Christian is supposed to be doing now, where the Lord's warned us of these times. And he's like, draw closer to me. I will give you rest. I will give you strength. The battle is the Lord's. Where you could find, you suit up, you wear your armor of God, and you're able to withstand the wiles of the devil. And they're everywhere and they're constant. And I love the fact that uh, Matt said, he's like, God didn't tell Noah to build the ark in the middle of the storm. The ark was built before the storm. We are to be building our arks. And if we don't take heed to build them, the next catastrophe that comes, we're going to panic. Right. You know, and it's not just stocking food supplies or whatever, where we should be conscientious about those kinds of things, but it's stocking our internal connection to Christ so that we can withstand the storms. Right. It's the, yeah, the, definitely the, the preparation for what's to come. And I, I think that's the great thing that Jack does all the time and says, you know, that he explains and says, listen, he didn't, God didn't promise that your life was going to be easy. You're going to, you're going to hit something that's going to be devastating to most, but should not be de devastating to you because we're preparing you for that moment. Exactly. And to be in the word, to be, in uh you know to be in life groups to be at church to show up just not be there in spirit and walking with even Jesus. when you're there you got to be there i remember exactly. being at church a lot where i wasn't there 
Right. I was thinking, God, I can't wait till this is done. Time's lunch. I gotta go to the Renaissance fair. (laughs) I gotta go. I wonder how many beers I can stuff in my mouth before they close. (laughs) Are they gonna be the you know? Eight dollar beers, fifteen dollar beers. How much is going? And, and, and the whole message. I missed the message. Oh, that was great! Yay, let's go. Oh goodness! Kids get in the car. Right? I was there. I was. I was there in body. I was not there in spirit. Wow, that's deep. Yeah, but uh, but the preparation, the preparation for the storm. It, it reminds me um, of the uh, tagline I had for my police canine academy was train hard, fight easy. And I would tell Amen. them, they'd always come to they go, why do you, it, early on, the, the training that I went to as a canine handler, we went there, we trained for like 30 minutes and we had seven hours to kill. Like, what are we going to do for seven hours? We just, that was like the norm. Yeah. We'd go park under a tree and I don't even want to tell you what would happen. It, none of it was preparing us for the storm or the fight. And then I started my own academy and I said, you know what, that, that, that prepared us for that nothing. model. Yeah, that model is really bad. <laughs> so I lost some contracts. Sounds like public school. I lost some contracts as the handlers say, we didn't come to, to training to work. Why do you work us so hard? It reminds me of a friend of mine who was like, oh, Andy's a trainer. Great. He could certify our dogs. Blah, blah, blah. And, and you talk to the trainer, you're like, uh, BTW, I actually do expect the dogs to find the narcotics. <laughs> and they never called back. Because they were like, wait, what do you mean you expect them to find? Like, oh, my goodness. Right. Like, yes, no, I train them to actually do the job that they're <laughs> supposed to do. And if not, I'm not going to certify them. And they were like, oh, that's not that's not very helpful. <laughs> that happens all the time. I'm but, telling you, it happened all the time. But that's like churches. That's what yeah. if you go to church and you're not there in spirit and you're not there to get filled and you're not mm. there to grow. It's the same thing. You're just you're asking to cheat. Uh, I, so Jack is going through, um, we're in Romans five, all is forgiven. And he's broke it down in these subheadings that I want to share with everyone because they're, they're really powerful. So he says, when we're forgiven, when we have the indwelling of the Holy spirit, when we're in the sanctification process as a believer, fighting the flesh, going more to the white dog than the black dog, we become resilient to apathy and at the farthest end, apostasy, ap- apathy which is what you described. Hey, I'm not paying attention to this message. I'm planning out my day. Um, so we become resilient to that. We become resilient to tribulation, what we discussed, suffering. You're not going to stop suffering, but you're going to suffer better. You're going to grow. You're going to learn. You're going to be challenged. You're just going to get stronger. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, death. We're resilient to death. God gave, gave his only son so that we would have life and life more abundantly. We do not die the second death, you know? And so he says that you, you have to understand, you have to be at peace with that to know when you leave here, you go to be with Jesus. And that's the ultimate victory because then everything they throw at you in this life um, won't scare you. Mm. And as life in the world becomes progressively more difficult, we have to be okay with that right? because the whole reason, like, and I mean, I don't know about the rest of you, but if you, read about the mark of the beast in the book of revelation during the tribulation, whatever you believe about when we're going to be raptured. Um, you think to yourself, why would people take the mark of the beast? They know it's from the beast. They know it's in the Bible. They know it, but they need it to buy and sell. So you will need it to eat. And who at that time can withstand the, I'm only going to give you this food if you do X. You know what I mean? Or your child, 
I'm not going to give you food for your child until you do X. You know what I mean? And the COVID, you know, experiment was, I think, just a test. It was a challenge to everybody to be. I don't think it was non-biblical for people to take the vaccine at all. But I think it was God showing us an example. So if it was posed to you this way, what would you do? What are you willing to sacrifice? So that later on, we would understand every single thing that's happening to us right now, to me, is an indication of what's to come. It's a shadow of what's to come. And it's so important for us. And I'm not saying I have this mastered. I'm just saying it's so important for us to constantly remind ourselves that things are going to be bad. And we have to be resilient to that um, by running towards God, not away. Yeah, you just made me think about the devil is not stupid. He doesn't attack us just, he doesn't attack us from the front. Right. No, no. When they want to get you, like an army wants to get you, they just don't attack from the way you think, from sea, from air, from sea, from land. They surround you. Yes. They fake you out over here and they come from behind. This is what the devil does all the time. I mean, it, it's it's been so clear between the, the vaccines. You know, you got to comply. The lockdowns. Don't, don't go to church. Don't go to church. You can't sing at church. Um, now we have the supply chain. Then we have, uh, you know, the, the gas prices. And I think no money, they get rid of money, you know, paper money. Yeah. So you'll own nothing and like it, like the weird housing situation too. Right. I think that's also part of this um, conspiracy. So back uh, to um, one of the messages, I think it was Jack this morning. Yeah, I think it was, I'm pretty sure where he talked about that. He was talking about death, you know, that when you Becoming die, like when you death. die, he goes, yes. He like, <laughs> don't drug yeah. me. I want to be, I don't want to be able to speak. Yeah. He goes, don't drug. Yeah. Don't drug me. I want to be able to say, tell you what I see as I'm dying. Uh, I want to be, he was just so like, so, like he was going, it'll be so great. And I want to be there to tell that everybody, I heard the trumpets. You hear the trumpets? Uh, I can hear them. Um, but then the, then he went on to talk about Paul. I'm pretty sure Paul got beheaded. Yes. Was, yeah. Uh, or was it Peter? No, Peter was hung upside down. Okay, Paul. So Paul, he was talking about Paul in the scripture. I was looking for it uh, while you were talking. It was too hard to find where Paul was talking about that he was going to get a crown. And he goes, how, how interesting is that? Paul knew he was going to be beheaded. <laughs> right. <laughs> he knew. It was gonna be, but he was like, look at it. How could he get a crown if he didn't have his head? Because in the, in heaven, you, you, get, you get your head back. Second Timothy 4, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there's laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not to me only, but to all those mm. who loved his appearing. Yeah. So he, he's not going to be beheaded in, <laughs> in the eternity. I'll get my head. I'll have my head. Oh, gosh. Just the messages, just the, the visuals and the, the thought behind that. Wow. Like he was just making this prayer and saying, you know, I'm gonna, I know you're going to behead me, but I'm going to need it. I'm going to. Have a place to put my crown anyway. Right. And I, I, this weekend, if you guys get a chance to catch up my Facebook post on uh, my interview with Marzia, she she just talks about that whole experience of being in prison and having a death sentence. And, you know, the the way they kill Christians, uh, the way they kill any criminals in Iran is they hang you in the public square for everybody to see your body hanging, you know, and they so she had a death sentence uh, and they just told her all you had to do was renounce Jesus. She's like, no. No can do. Yeah, I've seen them use the cranes. 
right? That they use. And can you imagine, you know, you go, because you, we have those rental places here, like Home Depot rents like little cranes. And you have other places that sell construction equipment. You have, do you have to tell them what you're going to use it for in Iran? I say, don't think so. <laughs> and the government probably owns their own cranes. Oh, you think so? I do. <laughs> I don't think they go back to Hossein down the street and be like, Hossein, give me your crane today. We got, a, we got extra hangings. Who knows? Maybe they do. Oh, sad. Oh, the cat. Hey, cat. Hey, the cat. <laughs> I told you the cat was still here. Oh, we, we lost our cat all day. We got all scared, but the cat's back. Ripping up our carpet. I'm hey. just wondering if they go, hey, we need a crane. Oh, you got to you gotta like load a like air conditioning on the roof? Uh, no, it's going to the town square. We got three hangings today. Oh, okay. Just make sure and clean it up. Oh, <laughs> Andy. All right. Let's get a couple of these comments. I'm so sorry. Uh, Jan French says, hey, love the new background. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, we've been trying different things. We're trying to come up with something that uh, people like. Thank you, Jan, for your vote of for the background. Approval. Wayne says. Matthew 4.4, 4, man does not live, does not live by bread alone, but, but by the word of God. Yes. And Wayne says. If I don't get in the word and search the spirit, I feel empty, hungry. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. And. Today, it is so important to pray on our decisions we make. The enemy is so good at confusing the issues. Oh, my God, so true. No, And I, I mentioned a couple of days ago on the live when and all of the pastors, all the messages, everything we're learning is about the importance of walking with the Lord every second of every day. And so I'm getting in the habit of asking him about every decision I make. And I realized the significance of that is not just reducing the stress in my life because the Lord wants us to be at peace. And how much time, like when I don't do the tasks, I like, like I get distracted easily. And that is a, a tactic of the enemy because if he can distract me, he makes me frustrated. And then I don't accomplish the things that I need to do either for the Lord or for our family. And it's, it's a really bad cycle. But I realized um, today also, um, and, I'd, and I had realized this um, a couple of years ago when we were living in Westlake, that we also need to get in the habit of doing that because there'll be danger in certain places. Um, we have to understand whether it's in, in my line of work, I get very um, nervous around malls and cinemas and stuff, places that are likely terrorist attacks. Uh, and I just pay attention to people walking around if an alarm goes off and things like that. But we have to be aware of that in terms of preparation, food, like you and I discussed, you know, maybe we should at least buy some of the advices, buy at least two weeks worth of food. So you're not panicking. I mean, we have emergency food supply, but before you start breaking out the MREs, um, it may be uh, beneficial to stock two weeks of food. Uh, just things like that. Just, just paying attention to the signals that God may give that seem random or seem unnecessary, but the more you listen and are in tuned to the voice, um, the easier it becomes to follow. You may remember how uncomfortable I felt at church this morning uh, because you know now we have to sit in the third row back. Yes, and I was in the middle. Oh, and I'm, I'm so and I just so with what's been happening, uh, and then locally here we have yeah a we had that church I've, shooting. I, I hate being there. Not in the church. I hate being in, in the, the middle. Yeah, in the middle. no, I, I, I had nowhere to go. You. I had to constant, constant stop thinking about how I was going to get out from there if something were to happen. 
I, I, I realized that I was going, I, I just I put a plan together, but it was not what I wanted. It would, it would have been so delayed, right? It was so much better to be up front with no, nothing in the way. Yes. For that very reason. Well, the only uh, comfort in our church is there's so many people with weapons that probably the best thing to do is duck. Our church is to get is to get low, <laughs> so that something doesn't go flying above your head. Because I could just imagine the chaos of that. Yeah, there's a lot of police officers there. Yeah, I mean, military. I mean, a new one every day. Military. <laughs> <laughs> but we always feel like we're better than the other guy next to us. Right. <laughs> but no, it's just simple things like yeah. just being out with your kids wherever you are, and just being um, aware of the prompting of the spirit go here, don't go there, turn right, turn left. I mean, I, I'm curious because when you said you got stuck in that line, like behind the sinkhole, I was like, I wonder if he was like, you know, if the Lord would have been like, don't go to there, don't, don't go to the grocery store right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like if that, if you, you would have been diverted, were you hyper sensitive to a voice, you know, like I, the, we are so, engrossed in this walk right now that i'm like i'm totally curious about like the smallest things that yeah. could change what well, we think about lives. everywhere we sit in a restaurant yes where the exits are i mean it, it may seem very strange to some people but uh, together we're always thinking about okay i'm gonna sit here but what what's next yes like what's the next thing um but um anyway yeah that third road just isn't working for me got to do something else. I've been thinking we, about telling Jack. Hey, Jack. Well, no. Keep putting me back in the front row. We could just go further back and sit <laughs> on the aisles. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Can you read this? No. Come on. I can't. It's uh, Arabic. Is it? Yeah. It's too bad I can't copy. I would copy and paste it, put it in Google Translate, but I can't. Come here. It's so bad. Sorry, Brahim. We can't. Um, I can't read Arabic. Wayne says. I keep eight weeks of food, water, and paper money in case the wireless money system goes down and other require daily systems. Yeah, absolutely. We have eight weeks. We have MREs. And so I was a lot of uh, prepping channels say, you know, before you go to that level, like if there's not a total system collapse, you may want supplies that'll just carry your family through if there's a couple weeks of things that go down um, as opposed to a total system collapse. But yeah, and we definitely just like you. Yes. All right. Let's get to some scripture, my love. We have Matthew 15, one through oops. No, and sorry, this, this was Luke. Luke, sorry. Oh, I copied the wrong one. Hold on. Let me do the right thing here. Uh, we're, we're not doing both. It was just the. Um... Yeah, I got to put the banner for this one. So you guys can see what it is we're reading. Here we go. Matthew 15, one through 20. Then the scribes and Pharisees who were in Jerusalem came to Jesus saying, why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. He answered and said to them, why do you also transgress the commandment of God to, because of tradition? For God commanded saying, honor your father and thy mother. And he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, whoever sir says to his father or mother, whatever profit you may have received from me is a gift to God then he need not honor his father and mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Hypocrites. Well, did Isaiah not prophesy about you saying, these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. 
When he had called the multitude to himself, he said to them, hear and understand, not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. His disciples came to him and said, do you know the Pharisees were very offended at what they heard you saying this? And he answered and said, every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. Leave the blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into a ditch. And Peter said to him, can you explain this parable to us? So Jesus said, <laughs> it's like so funny. I was like, really, Peter, you really need an explanation for that? But come and get this explanation. Are you still without understanding? Jesus says, do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, and blasphemy. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands, that does not defile a man. And I love the way he, stuff right, there. right? And then Jesus is juxtaposing the Pharisees. You're obsessed with the hand washing and you dishonor your father and mother, which is a commandment. So you took a tradition and laid it up above a commandment of God's, you know, and, and it's just, but even the uh, prophecy of Isaiah is that you honor me with your lips, but yet your far, heart is far from me. And how many of us in the church do that, you know? Wow. So good. Luke 24, 13 through 32. The road to Emmaus. And now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to the village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all the things that had happened. So it was when they conversed in reason, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. His eye, Their eyes were restrained, so they did not know it was him. And he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you are having with one another as you walk? And you are sad. Then the one whose name Cleopas answered and said to him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? Have you not known the things that have happened in these days? And he said to them, what things? And he, they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth. He was a prophet, mighty indeed in word before God and all the people and the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping he was the one that was going to redeem Israel. And indeed, besides all of this today, is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. When they did not find his body, they came saying they had seen vision of angels who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it was just as the women said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, oh, foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. And they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated he would go no farther. But they constrained him and said, oh, abide with us, for it is evening and the day is far spent. He went in to stay with them. And now it came to pass as he sat at the table, he took the bread, blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened and they knew it was him. He vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, oh, did our heart not burn within us when he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? Oh, cool. Right? Wow. Beautiful. Um, I just want to read uh, Romans uh, 8, 31 through 39. 
because uh, it kind of ties, I think, the, our, our discussion and the devotional a bit together. Uh, again, Romans 8, 31 through 39. This is from today's message with Jack. He put this up on the screen. It says, uh, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Yes. As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Amen. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. It's right there. Wow. That's the goal. Couldn't wait to take a picture of that. Beautiful. Just, the, just the whole message and the, just that just tied it all together for me. <clears throat> when uh, Jack said I, that he died, he died in 19, whatever, 79, I think he, yes. uh, in Costa Mesa, California, Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa. Yes. Um, that, that's when he died. And, and the, again, we've talked about this before, where that's when our eternity begins. Yes. On, on this earth and then continues into the heavens. So good. Uh, amen. amen. Yeah. Thank you, Wayne, for sure. Uh, anything else, my love? That's it. What are we eating for dinner? Food. <laughs> That's probably at the door. Really? Yes. Wow, let's go get I think it. we have. I think we have one more thing to tell people. Oh, what is that? We have this. This. There it is. Christian podcast network that we want to tell you about. Here, here's how you can get it. And if you subscribe, download, we'd appreciate it. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> have a wonderful rest of your trying evening. Trying to see, this is a really important. If you have children, go to protectourkidsnow.org. Protectourkidsnow.org. There's really important information that you need to know about protecting our kids, whether you're a, a parent or a grandparent. Go to that site. It's uh, it's a very important site to go to. You're going to see what it is that we are fighting for, and um, and you just need to go there and help us uh, fight. Amen. And elect the right people that we need to get. Yes. In. Election season, folks. Yep. We got to vote right. We could change the tide. God willing. Absolutely. All right, my love. You did amazing today. Did I? You kept me on task. You didn't let me go off on any tangents. Oh, I got this one more story to tell No. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Happy Sunday. We love you. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Jan. Thanks, Wayne. Bye. Thanks, everybody else who joined us. Take care. God bless. No.